Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Testing, 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 testing. One, two, three. Testing, 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 testing. One, two, three. Good evening, brothers and sisters. I want to thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio uh, with Black Ice. And we have a very, very, very interesting subject for you today. I'm excited about it. Um, we're going to deal with many are called and few are chosen. Again, we're going to deal with many are called, few are chosen, brothers and sisters. Um, we want you right now to share this video with your family, your friends, your coworkers. Uh, we want you to share this video, brothers and sisters, because tonight we're going to listen to what thus saith the Lord, and we pray that you are edified and that God is glorified on tonight's show, Truth Hour. Um, we're going to learn this book. It's okay to praise and worship. It's okay to uh, sing and play the drums, and play the guitar, and shout. All those things are beautiful. Praise and worship is beautiful, brothers and sisters. We don't want you to think that it's not. But at the same time, you've got to get into this word and learn what thus saith the Lord. Because if not, then you're going to go to church. You're going to get on an emotional high. And then you're going to leave that church or that place that you go to worship not knowing any more than you knew before you went there. Again, not knowing any more than you knew before you went there. So I want to talk to you tonight about many are called, few are chosen. Again, many are called, few are chosen. You know that you have leadership capability. You know that people have been pulling on you, and you are the one that everybody calls when they have a problem. You are the shoulder that everybody leans on. You are the ear that everybody uses to hear their problems. You are that magnet, brothers and sisters. You are the one that when you go outside to smoke, everybody else go outside to smoke. When you go to lunch and sit at that table, or everybody come over there and sit at that table with you. We're talking about many are called, few are Chosen, brothers and sisters. Many are called and few are chosen. What does that mean for you? Are you called by God? Well, a lot of us are called by God. But did God choose you? Are you chosen, brothers and sisters? And that's what we want to deal with today on the Bible show, Truth Hour. We want to deal with not only those who are called, but those who are chosen to do a wonderful work. God says of our people that we are a nation of priests. We are a priest nation. So we're all called to preach. We're all called to teach. But every once in a while, God chooses one amongst us 
to be that one that would take the blows, that would take the strikes, that would sac- become the ultimate sacrifice so that others could live. Is that you? Well, we're going to go over some things on this show today, brothers and sisters, and you can answer that question for yourself. Again, you can answer that question for yourself. Are you called or are you called and chosen? That's what we're going to deal with tonight. So without any further ado, brothers and sisters, let me just go ahead and lead into prayer. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to come before you on another Tuesday for the Bible Show Truth Hour. We thank you for our listeners, for our viewers um, via Facebook Live and via YouTube. We pray that you heal whatever ailment we're dealing with today in our body. We pray that you watch over us and our children and our loved ones as we go throughout our journey and throughout our day. We ask that you grant safe travel to those who are traveling to and fro, Father God. And for, for the foremost, we ask that you soften our hearts so that we may put aside our own will to do your will, Father God. And I ask that you forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, Father God. We are in a learning process. It's not easy, Father God. And I know that you know that because your son came down here and experienced everything that we're experiencing today. So I ask that you be patient with us, Father God, that you be merciful with us, Father God. As we learn your word and get into your word, and I ask you these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, welcome to tonight's show, The Bible Show Truth. Our host about Black Eyes. Tonight's subject is many are called, few are chosen. Many are called, few are chosen. We're going to ask that you go into your Bible right now. Go get your Bible right now because, again, this is a learning show. So we teach on this show. So I guarantee you, when you walk away from this show today, you're going to know something that you did not know before you listen to tonight's show. So let me go ahead and welcome our our YouTube listeners to the show. Let me go ahead and get ready. YouTube, we want to welcome you to tonight's show, Bible Show Truth Hour, here on POET Radio. Our subject matter today is many are called, few are chosen. We're going to go ahead and get right into tonight's lesson. We're going to ask that you share it if you want to um, become a part of our text blast, which means that you get a reminder right before we go live. You can text your name and the keyword truth hour to 312-719-7310. I did that at the beginning of the show so that you can go back and find it, and I'll do it at the end of the show also. So we're going to start this thing, brothers and sisters. We're going to start this thing off. In the book of Jeremiah. Turn your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah. And a beautiful thing about the prophets, Jeremiah, uh, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah. The beautiful thing about these prophets is they spoke, brothers and sisters, as God related the message to them. So you will actually get it from them as if you were getting it from God himself. So we're going to start this thing at Jeremiah, the first chapter. Again, our subject matter today is many are called, few are chosen. We're going to start this thing off at Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet 
unto the nations. Brothers and sisters, he said, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, which means set apart. And I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. And many of you are saying, black eyes, I can't go to the people and talk to them about God and share God's word with them. I'm a child in the ministry. I don't know enough. But the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child. For you shall go to all that I shall send you. And whosoever I command you to speak to, you shall speak to him. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, saith the Lord. So, brothers and sisters, the Lord knew that Jeremiah would come against opposition. He knows that you will come against opposition. You're going to come against opposition in your very household when you get into the Word of God. When you start speaking and sharing what's written in this book called the Bible, brothers and sisters, you're going to come against opposition from your wife, from your children, from your family members, from your friends, from your coworkers. But again, the Lord said, don't say that I'm a child in the word, brothers and sisters, for you shall go to all that I send you to, and whoever I command you to speak to, I want you to speak to them. Don't be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, saith the Lord. So see, many are called, but only a few are chosen. Jeremiah, the first chapter, verses 5 through 8. Let's go ahead and go over to the New Testament, the book of John. Let's go ahead go over to the book of John, brothers and sisters, the sixth chapter. The book of John, the sixth chapter. Many are called, but only a few are chosen. And you know, brothers and sisters, if you are that person that everybody wants to talk to about their problems, like you're the answer man or you're the answer one, the person that everybody wants to listen and that shoulder to cry on. You've been that person your whole life. You know who you are. And this tonight, brothers and sisters, is confirmation for you that God has chosen you. And the reason why you've been through so much hell, brothers and sisters, is because God is shaping you and molding you to be a weapon so that he can use to go to other people that are experiencing what you once went through. Isn't it funny how you go to an AA meeting and the person that's standing in front of you speaking is someone who used to be addicted to alcohol? Or your sponsor is someone that used to be addicted to alcohol, brothers and sisters? But God took them through that lifestyle to create them to be a weapon to go before those who would be experiencing what they once had been through. God makes no mistakes, brothers and sisters. Experience is our greatest teacher. John, the sixth chapter, verses 35 through 44. John 6, verses 35 through 44. Many have been called, but few are chosen. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. 
He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. Well, brothers and sisters, this is not talking about literal bread or literal water or something to drink. It's talking about the knowledge that you thirst for and the knowledge that you hunger. You want to find out answers to your problems. You want to understand this book. Jesus said, if you come to me, I'm the bread of life. And if you come to me, you ain't going to hunger for every, anything and you ain't going to thirst for anything. Because the knowledge that I'm going to bless you with, uh, the understanding that I'm going to bless you with is going to be so much that it's going to overflow from you to your family members, your friends, and your co-workers, and even strangers. Verse 36, John 6 and 36. But I said unto you that you also have seen me and believe me not. Now, we've been given Jesus our whole life. Even before we knew who he was, we knew his name. But he said, you have seen me and believe me not. All that the Father gives me shall come to me, and him that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. What is he saying, brothers and sisters? As long as you start walking towards him, he's not going to turn you away. And I know many of us have done things that we are ashamed of. Many, th- many of us have done things that we are not proud of. Many of us have done things that we are embarrassed about, and we don't even want to walk up in a church because we're saying to ourselves, well, I'm just working on me. Don't you know you can't work on you without Jesus? It don't work like that. You can't get yourself straight first before you go to Jesus. Jesus shaped and formed you out of the dirt, brothers and sisters. So what makes you think that you never going to have any dirt on you if you came out of the dirt? And he's expecting you to come with a little bit of dirt on you. Verse 37 again, all that the Father gives me shall come to me. And him that comes to me, I will no wise cast out. He's talking about that those who have been chosen by the Father to be sent to him. He cannot turn them away because that's the Father's choice. Verse 38, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that all which he has given me, I, shall, I should lose nothing but should raise him up again at the last day. So even if you die, brothers and sisters, which we all eventually have to do, you're still not going to be lost because Jesus is promising you that I'm going to raise you up again, not as soon as you die. So you can't say that my loved one is up in heaven looking down on me smiling. That's not book, brothers and sisters. Jesus just said in verse 39 that I'm not going to lose nothing, but I shall raise it up again. When? At the last day. When is the last day, brothers and sisters? The last day is the return of Jesus at his coming. Verse 40 And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So, if the last day is not here yet, 
There's nobody that's been raised up yet. So where is my son who died at 15 years old from cancer? He's still in the ground waiting for that last day. Where's my father who passed away from congestive heart failure? Still in the ground at Burr Oak Cemetery awaiting the return of Christ, the last day. Where is my brother who passed last October, a few months ago, from congestive heart failure? He was cremated, brothers and sisters, and waiting to be raised again at the return of Christ at the last day. This is not something that Black Ice is saying. This is something that Black Ice is reading. Let me go ahead and continue, brothers and sisters. John 6 and 41. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he say, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, murmur not amongst yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. That's the third time I read at the last day. But more importantly for this subject tonight, he said, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him. The Father has to choose you to do this service work, brothers and sisters to be a disciple of Jesus, brothers and sisters. It's the only way. It's the only path. It's the only walk that we can walk where we can be successful in this life and the next life, brothers and sisters. Tonight's subject is called, Many Are Called, Few Are Chosen. Let's go ahead to a couple of chapters over. We're going to go to John, the 10th chapter. John, the 10th chapter, brothers and sisters, and let's read more about this subject tonight. Many are called, few are chosen. And you know that you are chosen, those of you who are listening and watching this broadcast tonight. It's been bothering your spirit. You are conflicted at things that are going on around you because you know the direction that you're supposed to be going in, but your family may be going in a different direction. Your friends may be going in a different direction, and you stand there in the middle conflicted because you know the direction that God has chosen you to go in. Many are called, few are chosen. We're in the book of John, the 10th chapter. We're going to read verses 25 through 30. John, the 10th chapter, verses 25 through 30. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not, because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. So, brothers and sisters, a lot of people preaching in these churches, they're not of the sheep of Jesus. How do you know, brothers and sisters? Because those who are the sheep of Jesus and belong to Jesus are going to preach what's in this book, and they're not going to deviate from what's written in this book. So if you're going to a church home and they're preaching to you about Christmas and they're preaching you to you about Easter and they're preaching to you about things that are not written in this book that are pagan and root, the crosses, the Sunday worship, the not honoring the Lord's Sabbath days or even teaching on the Lord's Sabbath days, brothers and sisters, those are not the sheep of Jesus. He 
says as he as he goes further, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How do you know if these pastors and preachers are following Jesus? Number one, they would move all the ideology out of their church, idolatry out of their church. Wouldn't be no crosses, wouldn't be no statues, wouldn't be no images of a man depicted as Jesus because in the Ten Commandments it says, Thou shalt make no graven image of anything in heaven, on earth, under the, uh, I'm sorry, anything in heaven, under heaven, on earth, or in the water. No images. Wouldn't be no going to church on Sunday either, brothers and sisters. That would be done on the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. It would also be honoring the Lord's feast days as it is written in the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. I'm only reading what's in the book. We're in the book of John, the 10th chapter, and verse 27 again. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Don't you know that once you get wrapped up in Jesus, can't nobody take you away from him? Now, you could choose to walk away yourself, but can't nobody else come and take you away from them. See, Satan didn't physically move Adam and Eve away from Jesus, which is also the tree of life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the serpent or Satan, is all Satan, brothers and sisters, just different names, name form. All he did was suggest something in the ear of the woman. If you eat upon this tree, you not just surely die. But God knows that once you eat of the knowledge that I'm giving you, then your eyes will become open and you will be as God. Knowing both good and evil, brothers and sisters, they tempted, Satan tempted the woman with the knowledge that he had. But it was her choice and Adam's choice to walk away from Jesus or the tree of life, the same thing. And they chose to walk away and follow Satan. But Satan couldn't take him away, but he can give them something that made them decide to walk away. So Jesus said again, <clears throat> my father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. I and my father are one. Who's more powerful than the father? Nobody. But if the son gets his power from the father, then who's more powerful than the son? Nobody. Don't you know God is bigger than your problems? God is bigger than the incest and the rape that you experienced when you were a child. God is bigger than the loss of your mother and your father and your child. God is bigger than what we're going through today. And he's going to show you that because he's going to restore everything that you think that you lost, which is of him, he's going to bring it back to you. And what example do we have of that? The book of Job, brothers and sisters where everything was taken away from Job, his children, his homes, his cattle or possessions, as we will call it today, everything was taken away from him. But what did Jesus do? 
gave it all back to him and doubled what he lost, increased it what he lost. So don't be afraid of losing anything. Don't be afraid of letting anything go. See, fear comes in when there's an absence of faith. Again, fear comes in when there's an absence of faith. Do you really have faith? That the Lord is going to do what he said he's going to do? Well, let's read a little bit further. Let's go in the book of Proverbs. Let's go in the book of Proverbs, and we're going to go to the first chapter, the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Tonight's subject is called, Many Are Called, Few Are Chosen. We're going to go ahead and start at verse 24, Proverbs 1 and 24. Because I have called, and you refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. it. But you have set a knot all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I, will, I also will laugh at your calamity and will mock when, you, when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish, anguish comes upon you, then shall they call upon me. But I will not answer. They will seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, what is he saying right here, right now? He's saying that I'm calling for you. Yes, you are called. I'm calling for you. And you're ignoring me. So when you go through this hell that you're going through, getting laid off on your job, going through a divorce at home, experiencing problems with your children, going through problems with your car, your car that broke down on you, you're going through all this stuff, now you want to call on me all of a sudden. Well, wait a minute, I wasn't good enough for you? When everything was going right for you in your life? I called you when things was going right for you in your life, and you paid me no attention. You act like I didn't even exist. But it wasn't until you were going through hell that you decided to remember who I was. Let's read about another person that ignored God until he got into a little bit of trouble. Y'all remember this, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead into the book of Jonah, into the book of of Jonah. Let's see what God told him, and let's see what he did. Let's go to Jonah, the first chapter. Many are called, few are chosen. Many are called, but only a few are chosen. Let's look at what Jonah did, because we just read in the book of Proverbs, God said, I've been calling for you, and you ignored me. So when you go through what you're going through, I'm not going to answer when you're going through what you're going through. Because when I ask you to answer... You ignored me. Well, let's read about Jonah. Jonah, the first chapter, it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. And he's saying the same thing for us in Chicago. Go speak to your people. Go to these schools. Go to these community centers. Go to these homeless shelters. Go speak to my people. And what are you doing? And what are we doing? 
We're ignoring the call. Well, he's calling Jonah. He said, man, I want you to go to Nineveh, and I want you to go to speak to the people. But look at what Jonah did, Jonah 1 and 3. But Jonah rose up and ran, ran away from God unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So you can't run from the Lord. And see, it didn't even say he just got on the boat. He says he went down into it. So not only did he get on the boat, he went down to the bottom of the boat to hide from the Lord, thinking that he was escaping something. So let's look at what the Lord did. Jonah 1 and 4, but the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest um, in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the, we the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was going down into the sides of the ship, and he lay. And was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon your God. If so be that God would think upon us that we won't die. And so Jonah answers him, and he says, And they said, Everyone to his fellow, come, let us cast lots. In other words, throw dice. We're going to throw rocks. We're going to cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation? See, he was called. His occupation was to be a servant of God. They said, well, what is your occupation, and where do you come from? Where, what is your country, and of what people are you? So, brothers and sisters, they are approaching the man who was called by God. And they're saying, "Why and we weren't going through this until you got on the ship. Now, for the sake of time, brothers and sisters, I want to go down to verse 17, and it says, Now the Lord hath prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, I want you to understand what the belly of the fish symbolizes for you and I today. It symbolizes a system that we are involved in. And that system that we are involved in, brothers and sisters, we can't find no peace in it. We can't find no rest in it. There's always some type of confusion in this system, whether it's your job or whether it's any other system that you are a part of it. For some reason, you just can't get along with what the system is. Jonah couldn't get along in the belly of the whale. He knew that he wasn't supposed to be there. You know that you're not supposed to be where some of you are currently at. Jonah 2, and we're going to pick this up at verse 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. Wait a minute. Now you're going to pray to me? 
Now, when I called you, you act like I didn't exist. When I called you, you ignored me. When I called you, you ran away from me. And you tried to hide from me. Oh, but now all of a sudden you're in trouble, and now you want to pray to me. Now you remember who I am. Verse 2. And said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord. See, it's not until some of you all are afflicted or going through something that you begin to call on the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell. See, first it was the belly of the whale. Now in verse 2, it said, he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Some of you all are in the belly of hell right now. And you didn't try everything else. You didn't try all the advice that your friends have given you, all the advice that your family members have given you. You've looked on the Internet and tried to find out solutions, and the only thing that you haven't tried yet is God. And I'm telling you tonight, brothers and sisters, time to try Jesus. It's time to try God. Many are called, only a few are chosen. We're going to go ahead and pick this up in the book of James. Let's go ahead and go to the New Testament, the book of James, which is right between Hebrews and 1 Peter. The book of James, the second chapter, and we're going to pick this up at verse 2. Many are called, a few are chosen. James 2 and 2. For if there come Unto your assembly, a man with gold, with the gold ring, and goodly apparel. And there come in also a poor man and vile raiment. He's even stinking, brothers and sisters. And you have respect to him that wears the gay clothing. Now, I didn't put the word gay up in here, and it's not talking about what we are experiencing today, these cross-dressers or these transgender Dressers is gay is another word that's synonymous with the word happy. Okay, it says in verse three, and you have respect to him that wears the gay clothing, and say unto him, sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, stand thou there and sit here under my footstool. Are you not then partial in yourself and are become judges of evil thoughts? See, we are in no moral position to judge anybody. All that we are commanded to do is to share God's word with the people. You don't look upon your brother and your sister and start denouncing them for what they're doing in their lives because there was a point in time in your life when you were doing things that were not godly. But here's a man who's rich. And here is a man who's poor. And you're going to show preference to the man who's rich and got good clothes. But listen to what the Lord is saying. James 2 and 5. Listen, my beloved brethren. Have not God chosen the poor of, the, of this world rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to them that love him? Be but ye have not despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? 
Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which you are called? If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, we got to go back to the scripture. The Old Testament between Genesis and Malachi, we always got to go there. So for those of you who say, well, the Old Testament don't count no more, we sit here in the New Testament reading about the Old Testament in which they say don't count no more. Don't listen to those people because they are not of the sheep of Jesus, brothers and sisters. James 2 and 8. If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You do well. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. So if you show favoritism to certain people because of what they have, you are guilty of a sin. Brothers and sisters, for so whoever, this is verse 10, James 2 and 10, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. So talk about your homosexual brothers and sisters if you want to. And then ask yourself, do you keep the Sabbath day? Or then ask yourself, do you keep the holy days of God listed in Leviticus 23rd chapter. Or ask yourself, do you keep the Sabbath day and have your day of worship on Saturday from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown? We're all guilty of something, brothers and sisters. So don't go out there judging people because of their shortcomings and of their transgressions because to God, our righteousness is as that of filthy Rags. Let's go ahead into the book of Ephesians, brothers and sisters. Many are called, few are chosen. Many are called, few are chosen. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, the second chapter, and let's read more about this situation. Let's see how God shows mercy, although we are sinners. God shows mercy to us. Although we are sinners, that's what you call grace, brothers and sisters. And grace didn't just start when Jesus gave up the ghost on the cross. Grace started all the way in the garden when Jesus, the Lord, didn't kill Adam and Eve physically. And start all over the day that they sinned. But he gave man a grace period of time to get this thing together. Let's read about God's mercy. Let's go to the book of Ephesians 2, and let's read verses 1 through 10. And you have, let me make sure this is, okay, cool. Let's start at verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, he quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace 
are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So now we know that the definition of grace is a gift of God. So when somebody say, well, what's grace? Give them the Bible's definition. It is a gift, brothers and sisters, of God, and it's really an undeserving gift. Ephesians 2 and 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So there's nothing that you or I could do to get the grace from God because it's not of works. Because if it was something that we could do to get the grace from God, then we would be bragging about it. Oh, I did this, and God gave me grace. No, it ain't nothing that you and I could do that deserves the grace of God. That's something that he willfully gives to us as a gift. Verse 10, last verse. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We can talk all of this stuff that we're talking about. But until we begin to walk this walk, brothers and sisters, that is the real example that you are in Jesus, the actions that you and I do. Let's go ahead and go to the book of Romans. We've got a few scriptures left. Let's go ahead to the book of Romans. Our subject matter today is many are called, few are chosen. Romans, let's go to the book of Romans, to, to the book of Romans, let's go to Romans 8, 24 through 28, Romans 8, 24 through 28, I really appreciate you guys tuning in to the show today, Romans 8, 24 through 28, many are called, few are chosen, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is not seen. For what a man sees, why do you need hope? But if we if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. So in other words, it's nothing to hope for something that you know exists. In other words, you can see it. You can touch it. You can grab it. You know it's there. It's nothing to hope for. But we hope that we make it in the kingdom of God. We hope that we make it to see those who have died and go, gone on and, 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 and who are buried and are, are awaiting the resurrection. We hope that we are reunited with them. I hope and I pray that I'm reunited with my son. And I hope that I pray and pray that I'm reunited with my brother and my father. See, that's something I can't see. But that's something that I have faith in, I believe in with all my soul. Other than that, brothers and sisters, that would be no reason for me to be before you every Tuesday night at 730. If I didn't believe that, there would be no reason for me to be here with you. But it's that hope of something that I don't see, yet believe in, yet have faith in, that causes me to
to deliver his word and come before you every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. That was Romans 8 and 25. What about 26? Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And he that searches the heart knows what's in the mind of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. And verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We've been called, brothers and sisters. That's why when we fall off, God don't allow us to fall off too hard or too far away where we can't be redeemed. I done fell off about four or five times, and I still then came up. After I didn't fell off, I didn't file bankruptcy. I didn't, uh, man, lost businesses, close family. But here I am today. I don't want or need for anything, brothers and sisters, because God is still guiding me. So He. He tells you again, he says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to, to them who are called according to his purpose. I know that I'm called. Anytime I can stand on stage and have a microphone in my hand and I can command people, wave your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care, and people do what I ask them to do, that's power. Well, why can't I use that same power, that same stage presence? To not entertain, but to bring forth the word of God. That's my duty. Let's go ahead and pick this thing up at the book of First Corinthians, the first chapter. First Corinthians, the first chapter. And I want you guys to call in, man. The number is right above this video. Because I need your energy right now, man. I need your energy when the show is over. Please call in. Tell me what you thought about tonight's show. Um, I don't have a reader tonight. Uh, my brother couldn't make it, but God is sustaining me. But this is a lot of energy to read and to teach, brothers and sisters. But God is blessing me right now, and he's blessing us, and um, he's edifying us, and we're going to glorify him. So 1 Corinthians 1, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians, we're going to do 24 through 31. 1 Corinthians 24 through 31. But unto them which are called, we're still talking about those who are called, you and I. That's why you couldn't leave this program tonight. That's why you've been hanging on listening, because you know that God is talking to you through me, through his word. I'm just a vessel, brothers and sisters. This is not black ice telling you anything. I'm reading to you what the word is saying. 1 Corinthians 24, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So God, on his bad day, 
which he don't have none, but if he was to have bad days, still man couldn't come nowhere close. See, we're talking about how God chooses those of us who the world considers to be foolish. See, I didn't go to Harvard or Yale. I don't have no big college education. I got a high school diploma. That's all I got. I didn't go to cemetery school. I mean, seminary school. See, I, I believe that's the place where people go where the spirit dies. The sem- the seminary. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. I just got a high school diploma. I just love God. And he took me, he allowed me to go through hell to get back to the point where I'm at now. So let's read that again. He said, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men, that, that, that's only talking about what the world deems to be foolish. He's talking about you and I. The world don't think we're intelligent enough or smart enough to bring the people anything. But listen to what God says. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. God ain't calling these politicians, and he ain't calling half of these preachers that we go to church and listening to every Sunday. He said, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. How can black ice with a high school diploma come and teach things to those who are listening that you have never heard in your church before? And you've been going your whole life. It ain't me, it's God. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen, yeah, and things which are not to bring to not things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence, brothers and sisters. No flesh should glory in his presence. And then it says, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus? Are you in Christ Jesus? Who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption? That according as it is written, he that glorifieth, let him glory in the Lord. So we don't take no applause, we don't we don't take no glory, we don't take no credit, brothers and sisters, because whatever is in us that is great, it belongs to God. Let's go to the book of Daniel. We only got eight minutes left on the show, eight minutes left, but we got some powerful verses that we about to go to. Daniel the eighth chapter. I'm sorry, Daniel the twelfth chapter. Daniel twelve. And we're going to talk about right here, brothers and sisters, after we do all of this thing that God has called us to do, after we didn't preach this word, after we didn't spread his word, after we didn't help to heal people with the power of God, after we didn't help to save people with the power of God, then we die. Our family members, friends are coming to our funeral. 
They talking about how great of an individual we were and how we fed the hungry and clothed the poor and we mentored in the high schools, grammar schools, and colleges and how we came before you on Tuesday night with the Bible show, Truth Hour, and how we had YouTube channels that we were preaching the word, how we got Facebook group page, the Bible show, Truth Hour. After we did all of that, answered the call, then we die. But, brothers and sisters, what is our reward? That's the question that I would ask if I was you. God, you called me to do all these things. I didn't did the work that you asked me to do. Now it's time for me to lay down back in this dirt which you created me from. Is that it? What else is it in, in it for me? What's in it for me? God, I need to know. Before I, I, I lay down and close my eyes and take that last breath, I need to know what's in it for me. Let's read it. Daniel 12, 2 and 3. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. It didn't say everybody. It didn't. It said, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as brightness of the firmament, as the stars. You're going to shine bright as a star. And they that turn many to, right, many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Our reward, brothers and sisters, is to become God. God is preparing us to become God. See, brothers and sisters, when you're no longer in this flesh and blood body, when you're resurrected into a spirit being, then you and I become joint heirs with Christ. So if we become joint heirs with Christ, we become what he is. And what is he? Well, in the book of John 1 and 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Didn't the Bible say that all of you are God's children of the most high God? The Bible then already told you who you are and what our destiny is to become. But we got to fulfill this resume first. We got a job to do down here on this earth before that kingdom comes down to this earth and we're able to be a part of that kingdom which would be established here on this earth. Next week's lesson, Becoming God. Next week's lesson, Becoming God. Stay tuned for that. Uh, many are called, few are chosen. We got three more places to go. Let's go to the book of Joel. The book of Joel. And we're going to go to Joel, the second chapter. Joel, the second chapter. And let's find out after all the mess that we have done and all the trouble that we have caused, what is it that we need to do to get back in the good graces of our Father? Joel 2, we're going to read this 12 through 17. Therefore also now, saith the Lord, 
Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. You have to have a sincere apology when you're going to God. Because God knows your mind, which is really what man calls your heart, or what the Bible calls your heart, is really your mind, your consciousness. Because hearts don't think. You remember the verse, as a man thinketh in his heart? This is the real heart, your mind. Anything else below the neck is 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 just functionable by what's in the mind, what the mind thinks. Well, I want to make my hands move. I want to make my legs move. It's just that quick. But everything starts with the mind. And that's why, brothers and sisters, we have to establish the kingdom of God. See, He's the king, this is the dome. So when we establish the king on our dome, then we have the kingdom of God inside of us. Brothers and sisters, let's go, let's go, let's go. Joel 2, 12 through 17. Therefore also now saith the Lord, turn ye to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning and rent your heart and not your garments. And turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify and fast, Call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare my people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them, wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? Then the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. We got a lot of work to do, brothers and sisters, but it starts here. On Tuesday night, on the Bible show Truth Hour with you and I. Let's go to the book of Matthew, y'all. These are the last places that we're going. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Matthew, the 20th chapter, and we're going to read this one verse. Matthew 20, and we're going to read one verse. Let me see, 14, 13, Matthew 20. Again, brothers and sisters, many are called, only a few are chosen. Matthew 20, and let's read. Verse 14, take take that thine is, and go thy way, and I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. For many be called, but few are chosen. Many be called, 
but only a few are chosen. Are you among that few, brothers and sisters? Are those who are listening and watching, are you among that few? Many are called, few are chosen. Last verse, brothers and sisters, last place, Matthew the 22nd chapter, Matthew 22, and we're going to pick this up. Matthew 22, we're going to pick this up at verse 9. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as you shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how comest thou in here not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into the outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Brothers and sisters, Man is going to look at you different. Even the king said to his servants, get rid of him. Your bosses are going to say, get rid of him. You're not coming in here the way that we want you to come in here. See, brothers and sisters, this man didn't have on the clothes that this world wants him to have on. He didn't have on the mind that these school systems wanted him to have. He didn't have on the mind that his workplace wanted him to have. He didn't have on the mind that his family and his friends wanted him to have. So they say, well, look, we can't hang around ice no more because he's going to come in here talking about that God stuff. He's going to come in here talking about that Bible. I texted a friend before I went on. I said, brother, are you busy at 730 tonight? He said, no, I'm not busy. I said, can you read for me on tonight's show, the Bible show? He said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I'm not available. <laughs> so, brother and sister, many are called. Few are chosen. Don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to be rejected. Don't be afraid to be despised by this world as long as you are accepted by Jesus. As long as you accept it by the Father. Because no man or woman is going to stand with you when you are standing before God. And your life is being weighed in the balance and it's being decided whether you did more, whether you did more good than bad. You are responsible for your own salvation and seek it with fear and trembling. Brothers and sisters, I love you. And I wish and I pray that you and I make it into the kingdom of God. Many are called, you are chosen. God just gave you a homework assignment. The question is, what are we going to do? Thank you for listening to tonight's show, brothers and sisters. I pray that you were edified and that God was glorified on tonight's show. I'm going to ask each of you that's watching this show right now 
to look on top of this video, there's a number that I would like for you to use right now to call into this show and tell me what you thought about tonight's lesson. Many are called, few are chosen. And for those who would like to be added to our text invite list, either put your name in the comment section and say, hey, Black Ice, I want to be added. I want to, I want to watch the, the next lesson. Type your name in there and say, hey, add me, Black Ice. I'll inbox you. I'll get your phone number. I'll put you on the text invite list. You'll get a reminder right before we go on the air. I know everybody's busy. And sometimes we need a reminder, you know, that the Bible Show Truth Hour is on. Or you can text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. Let's go ahead and end our YouTube recording. We thank you for tuning in to tonight's show. Um, tune in next week, YouTube listeners, to our next lesson, Becoming God. Okay, let's go ahead and go to the... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.